What's good, family? Welcome to a Minor Hoops podcast with the freshest opinions and views on the world's most beautiful game. And I'm here with the homies. Got Dunk Man Keith back. Yo. Brian, TK. We back in the building, boys. We back. How we feeling? Doing good, baby. It's basketball season. Full, full scale. High All the way around. Started. High school, college, pro. Yeah, everything's running now. We here. Oh no, it's it's been some good games going around, some great uh competition, especially in the West. So I'm just happy that I can actually just turn on whatever game and actually see some bump. It hasn't been such a disparity between yeah. the top and the bottom um, this year as it's been in other years. Yes, yeah, that that's a fact. I think right now it's pretty tight across the board. It's like two and a half games separate the top and the bottom of the West. Well, top and like the tenth. Yeah, I think the same goes for. Well, outside of Boston, Milwaukee, we'll get to them. But yeah, I mean, about two games for the most yeah, part. It's, it's three games between the one and the eleven seed in the West right now. So it's 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 tight, and um, we're gonna get to all of it today. Get to all of it today. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with Golden State. Now, tomorrow, you remember that video we made before the season started? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, and you for said sure. uh, Golden State wouldn't be an AC. Yeah. Um. They are the 11th. Mm-hmm. And before being 10 and 10, they have been quite, I don't know, what's problematic. They were struggling. They were struggling. It was, it, was, it was a struggling situation for them. They finally got back to 10 and 10 thanks to some, I ain't going to say some, a lot of heroics um, from Steph just being consistent, finally getting some good play out of Clay. But how do we feel about them now? 10 and 10, starting to. Seem like they're getting a uh, getting a good stretch going. I think they're four and zero in the last four. They're seven and three over their last ten. Like I said, I think they won three out of their last four. So they're things are kind of turning a corner for them. So and so, I guess one of my questions: How do we feel about them? And two, how much is this to credit or blame to the young players and their lack of growth to some extent. Because we're hearing a lot of talk about them in yeah. that regard. James Wiseman got moved to the G League. Um, we're hearing people kind of put blame on Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, not being quote-unquote ready. Um, all this kind of feigning conversation around them because they are struggling so much. No one wants to really cast any of that blame to Steph because how can you? No one really wants to cast any blame to Draymond Green because he's a vet. He should know how to play in the NBA game. For eighty two, well, um, so it, I mean, it's actually because it's really just been very obvious. Their starting five has been the best starting five in the league, yeah, essentially the entire year. So it's like, how do you even with Clay who was underperforming early, um, yeah. Looney really was kind of struggling at times early. Even with all that, their starting five was the best starting five in the league. So it was like, how much blame can you really put on the veteran core? Yeah, of this team. So then it becomes, well, we got to look at somebody. Well, you got to look at the bench. Dante DiVincenzo being hurt early definitely kind of hurt their rotation. Yep. Didn't let Kerr kind of use some of the lineups he probably wanted. Um, so and it put more pressure on the young guys to perform. And quite frankly, they just have it, which isn't really that surprising. They're young players in a very complicated system and a championship window mm-hmm. like this is kind of what happens when you try to put young guys into a championship rotation. Either they're going to flourish or they're going to struggle. It's really not going to be a lot of in between. You have to perform on these type of teams. If they were playing on a scrub team somewhere, nobody would care if John, Jonathan Kaminga had three turnovers in five minutes. In Golden State, 
you get put back on the bench when you do that. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I think all of these guys, Moody, Kaminga, even Wiseman to some extent, I think all three of them are very talented. I think all of them can play basketball, but to play on this team at this level, you're not getting the leeway that you would get. I was going to say, else. I'm going to go for, uh, farther and I'm going to say it's not only unfortunate, it's counterproductive. Um, you're not going to see or experience growth in any of the young players if when they have those three turnovers, you're going back to the bench. This is the very beginning of the season early on. We're moving uh, more towards the early middle of the season and we got around 20 games knocked you're out. You're at the quarter mark. You're at the quarter mark. Yeah, 25% yeah. in. Yeah, so um, realistically, if we're talking about the, the play and the advancement of, of young guys in this league, they generally have a little bit more freedom to fill. Mm-hmm. And when you have championship aspirations as the Warriors do, now that one turnover you have feels like three because of how crucial of a moment it was. You don't uh you're not allowed to make those mistakes. Yeah. You're now sharing a lot of minutes with with vets who understandably know how to play the game, but it is kind of eating into your on-court development, which is why uh, I really like the comment by Jordan Poole to, uh, to James Wiseman of like, when you go down to the G League, you're going to get as many touches as you want. It's not a punishment. And this is this came from somebody who went and who experienced the G League, yeah. got all the touches he wanted, came back. And then people are pushing. A lot of people are actually pushing whether it would be better if they started him uh, at this point in his career over Clay Thompson, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. arguably the second greatest shooter ever. So. There's there's benefits, and I'm not just gonna harp on the the young guys like there isn't um they they haven't been able to improve at all, or if they've been giving all of the the chances to improve. Realistically, mm-hmm. it's that's a part of improvement is allowing them to fail and putting them in the situations where they can push past that failure. And if you don't have the room to do that, which championship teams don't. I'm not really blaming okay. the Warriors either. That was about to be yeah, my they're they're in a championship window. You don't have that luxury. the The reality of it is now you have to, in my opinion, commit to the next two years of trying to win it all, or we're going to commit a little bit more to developing your younger players. But I think as right now in the middle that they're in, you're going to see a whole lot of this where they have arguably the best starting five in the league on paper and statistics. But then when you rotate uh, players out, it can get real messy and real inconsistent because they haven't been able to build core chemistry with everybody through and through in terms of their roles and reputations on the team. Yeah, my my question was definitely about to be how much leeway do you give Steve Kerr towards that young young group then? Because you say they need freedom to improve. This, this and I, bl- I blame Steve Kerr more than anybody else for the way this. I is was gonna go there out. too because okay. a lot of the lineups he used early in the season did nobody any favors. Like he was literally throwing out lineups where it was literally all the young guys on the court at the same time. And yeah, that's not gonna go well when, yeah. especially from Steve Kerr, who has such high expectations of players and wants a certain system of style played. Like you can't put Kaminga Moody Pool. Um, Wiseman and then like Jermichael Green on the court and expect those five guys to like run your motion offense to perfection. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. They aren't built for that. Like he's done a good job actually the last couple of days. Kaminga's actually even once again, he hasn't gotten a ton of minutes, but he's gotten some decent minutes over the last couple of games and they use them in lineups where it just makes sense. Yeah. Like there was an opportunity there where it was like, they, he could have worked the lines and granted, maybe not having Dante DiVincenzo kind of ruined that a little bit, but like it just feels like, Kerr very much he's very much an old school coach 
He doesn't like to play a lot of young guys. And when you literally have been winning championships essentially your entire coaching career, yeah, that's very understandable. Like, it's hard to say, all right, I'm going to let young guys make mistakes. Yeah. Like, especially when I literally have Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, and all these guys who are literally tailor-made right now. Mm-hmm. But Kurt has to allow the reins to come off a little bit. We saw him struggle with this with pool for a while. Yeah. Like we saw him go pull in and out the lineup, pull down. To, it like, could have been damaging. It it really and once again, I think it damaged Wiseman to some extent. And granted, I don't, and once again, was Wiseman good by any stretch? No. But it's just like this idea of like, yo, you you're pulling me for every little mistake I made, and yeah. we're all basketball. You players can't even here. see if I'm gonna be good or not like, yet. But here's but here's the kicker of it. And this is why, and once again, we could talk about whether or not Draymond's punch had anything to do with this, and whether that's affected it. But and I've told you this: that idea of trusting the system and trusting the front office and trusting the coaching staff sounds great when everything's been great. Yeah. But now that I've seen Draymond take somebody's head off. Every little thing that happens now, I'm going to look at with a side eye. You pulled me after turning the ball over. I just watched Draymond throw the ball out of bounds three times. Why is he still in the game? Mm. Now, granted, common sense tells you, well, Draymond has more equity. Draymond is a better player and blah, 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 blah. But Jonathan Kaminga looks at it like, yo, I'm a, I was a number three overall or what should have been a top three overall pick. It was number seven. I was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Like, and if we're going to be truthfully honest, in terms of pure basketball ability, there's an argument between Draymond Green and Kaminga. If we're just talking pure basketball ability. I think we made this point like last time we got together. Now, there are things Draymond does in the grand scheme of things that makes him more valuable. Yeah. But I can't be mad at Kaminga if he looked at Draymond Green like I'm a better shooter, better ball handler, better athlete and everything in between. Huh. Why does he get to throw the ball out of bounds and I can't? No, last time we had linked up, I said arguably on... 25 of the other NBA teams, Kaminga gets more minutes than Draymond Green. It's only on those very few teams searching for a championship that needs a piece like Draymond. Is he ever going to get more minutes than somebody like Kaminga in the league today? Now, I'm not sitting here disrespecting and saying uh, Kaminga is automatically better or something like that. But but realistically, in a stretch of of how basketball generally goes, if I look at both uh, players, Mm -hmm. the pin... It's a very few times only depending on what I need. Like those five championship all or nothing teams are going to buy into having a Draymond Green over a Jonathan Kaminga. Because yeah. realistically, if you give Kaminga, in my opinion, you give Kaminga the, the freedom to actually uh, experience and fail on the court. Yeah. By the end of a, a season and a half, it wouldn't be even a conversation about who the better player is. And yeah. I think that's a lot of the frustration in the, uh, the younger players with the Warriors because they haven't been given that. That, that reign to really explore and really develop. You're completely right about Kaminga. We said it when he's coming out of high school. I was really high on him. I was surprised that he had fell to seventh, actually. I thought he was going to be a top three lotto. Um, everybody had him at. And that's what I'm saying. It's just off of, of ability. So if you are Kaminga, you do sit there and was like, if I went anywhere else, people are going to argue me in most improves by now. Or I was going to be on I'd be a starter. I'd be playing 25, I'm 30 minutes. Bare like, minimum, I'm starting somewhere else if I got drafted. Like, so yeah. And and I know we don't think about this a lot of the times when we say it, when you think about money generally, you think about uh, contract years and et cetera, et cetera. But when you're in that rookie contract, you only got so much flow and room to really try to pick up and make things work mm-hmm. before like contract negotiations start for the next contract. Because you got to think if you're not going to get the keys immediately coming into the league, right. you're probably going to be sitting behind somebody on the bench or trying to learn or, or uh, up your game. And money comes into play in this business as well. And I'm not trying to be sitting on a bench 
not being able to give my full production for the first three possible four years of my uh, NBA uh, um, excuse me, career. Yeah, and then now when it's time to talk money, I can't we all look at me mad. crazy because I don't have yeah, these type of stats or these type of accolades, but I have you. the talent. Right. So we, you get to that point, um, and I'm not saying anybody like uh, uh, Kamingo, Wiseman, or anywhere near that point. Uh, I can't speak for them, but those things do come into play. Just how we said Draymond got... Um, possibly bothered about Jordan Poole's money yeah. when he had punched him. And, and mind you, it doesn't seem like it was something that was said on court from all reports, but that comes into play mm-hmm. when you're thinking about things uh, like that. So I I am definitely going to agree with, with B in terms of me blaming more on, on Kerr. That's just going to be your job as the head coach to to flesh that on making work uh, with your rotations and, and your depth chart. But... That's just something they're gonna have to work out. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit the panic button on it though. In okay. terms of the the younger players and the older players dynamic on the court with the uh, the Golden State Warriors, this is something where I think the mingling of of people is something that Steph Curry has done extremely well. And since he's been playing at arguably one of his his one of his best, if not the second best year of his career, yeah, um, boy, something different right now. Yeah, it's he has. <laughs> I mean, he could say whatever he wants with his play. I mean, he doesn't really yeah. have to speak up, but, you know, he's always been willing to get mm-hmm. himself involved in those kind of situations and to keep everybody uh, calm, cool, collected, and happy with the team from outside looking in. So I've, I still have a lot of faith in Golden State, and I'll say it maybe it's too early, but they're still probably in the West, my finals favorite pick. No, I, like I said, I think watching them these last couple of games, like they definitely have started to kind of find their rhythm, find their rotation. Clay's finally shooting the ball well again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, honestly, like, I think the big experiment for them was Wiseman. And Wiseman just isn't ready to contribute at the level they need. And having Wiseman kind of forces them to play a style that doesn't suit them yet. And now you're seeing with having Draymond playing a lot of small ball five again, having Jermichael Green now playing a lot of small ball five, it's allowed them to just kind of go back to what they are and who they are. Yeah. And it's worked out well for everybody so far. Wiggins has been playing great. Um, Poole's been kind of up and down, still trying to find his rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, he had a decent game last night against Utah. Um, I think the team is kind of right. Once again, I don't think they're exactly where they want to be 20 games in, but in the grand scheme of things, like I said, you're three games out of first place, 20 games into the season. I have no fear of what, like, yeah. I have no fear. Golden State's going to be a top three seed in my mind when it's all said and done, unless injuries happen. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. And I, going back to, like, the initial conversation we had about the Golden State Warriors saying, like, they'll finish eighth in the West um, or people, you know, speculating that, you know, through analytics or whatever. Um, I, the thought process, in theory, adding James Wiseman gives them another dimension. In theory. And it should. In, it theory, should. in theory. In theory. In theory. Adding him should give another dimension, should add something to their offense and defense um, as a team and make them a little more well-rounded. But when you also add in the variables – such as him being com- him coming off an injury, this is him getting back into game situations, um, and then adding in the fact that he has to be on a roster with this ebbs and flow of an, this smooth flow of an offense that really isn't him. Um, like I think there's certain aspects that 
just wasn't taken into account fully. And I think that's why a lot of fans had such high hopes for, you know, him coming back and playing. Definitely. But also seeing this underwhelming performance to some extent. And when young players, like you said, there has to be some level of freedom and some level of patience. And you got to give you got to give them breathing room, you know, like you said, to make mistakes, to kind of like get some of that stuff out of their system. And I think while the G League, does, while, you know, people have said the G League is a demotion to some extent, it, you can view it that way. Um, but you can also view it as like y'all said, like Jordan Poole went over there, got the touches he needed to get himself into some level of rhythm. So when he do get the minimal touches he gets on or, you know, a floor when he's with Steph and Clay and Draymond, he can still kind of make the most of them because, you know, I got up and down the court. I got some burn where I was getting 20 touches. You know, I got to put the ball up and do his thing. And so I think. Like I said, Wiseman's thing is like he has so many nuances about the game that he needs to learn. Yeah. And once again, it's so hard to learn that playing the style Golden State wants to play, the level of what they need him to play. And the speed. And the speed. The speed. Like, and I think this is, and people have been really down on Wiseman. And once again, I can definitely understand why to some extent, like I said, he's been hurt. He hasn't produced that well. But in the grand scheme of things, like we have to remember this is a dude who's essentially entering his third year in the NBA. And it's still yet to play a full yeah, season. Yeah, I was about to say he hasn't played. Like he's played, I think. Since college. Since college. Like he's played essentially in no, four years. He didn't, he didn't play a full season That's what I'm in saying. college. That's yeah. what I'm like, like we're talking about a guy who in the span of four years essentially has played, what, 60 basketball games? Maybe. Yeah. Like that level, like that amount of time missed, people don't understand what that does to you. If I don't play basketball for two weeks, I feel slow. I feel sluggish. We're talking about the professional level. And we're talking about the professional level. And like you threw this guy out there and it's like, hey, man, go out there and just figure it out with this team that's moving on all cylinders. Like it just he was always going to look slow and like once again, I thought he deserved more time. I don't think Kurt did him any favors. Don't Mm. get me wrong. But like I get it. Like, yeah, dude, go to the G League. Just play basketball. For like three months, just play basketball. Go learn. Yeah, go commit. Figure out how to set a screen. Yeah. Figure out how to position your body. <laughs> like these are things that the only way you get better at is to do. Yeah. Reps, man. Reps, reps on reps on reps. And people and think about it. And I and I'm still very high on him because of the way everybody talks about him. Everybody talks about him like he's a really hard worker. He's been in the gym. He's been in the film room. He's done everything that's been asked of him. He just needs the reps. Just play. Just play. Just play. And I hope I hope by like all star break, they give him another shot and he's able to contribute at least a little bit better. I don't think he has. I don't think he'll be part of the championship rotation when it's all said and done. But I hope by at least after the all star break, they at least give him another shot where he's at least around the main team and playing. I, I While he may not be a part of the quote unquote rotation, I do think there'll be moments they will need him. Um, and he'll be asked to step up to some regard. And if all those things that you say are happening, then I think he'll be able to show itself in those moments. And it'll, they'll be they'll probably play off moments. Like he might be on that second five. Mm-hmm. And in that game, Jordan Poole just needs a bunch of high screens, and he and he's going to get a lot of lobs. That may just be the moment. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I'm going the opposite direction. It's not even on James Wiseman. Honestly, I think you're only gonna 
have so much room in terms of expanding uh, as the Golden State Warriors and adding those uh, younger guys in. And I think the money's going to be on Kaminga, eating up a whole lot of min- uh, minutes. Now, we yeah. can talk about possibly when Draymond leaves, how they're going to reshape things and yeah. and um, as, if Wiseman's going to touch more minutes and things like that this year. But in terms of this year, yeah, I, think Kaminga, I don't think Wiseman's going to touch Kaminga's a whole lot guy. of more minutes. I think they're going to try to give it a fake try. Um, that's what I'm going to call a little pump mm. fake to say like, hey, we gave you another eight games in the NBA before we sent you back down for the rest of the year or brought you back up and didn't play you or something like that. But in terms of him actually uh, being able to carve out any kind of small role uh, this mm. year for the Warriors, I think that's pretty much done so. And I also think it's something that he understood, which is why he uh, reportedly has been so frustrated as well, because I'm I'm seeing the same reports as you is he's putting in the work. We're, we're seeing it on. um. Uh, attempted and even when I'm walking uh, watching him on, on the court excuse me it just seems like he just needs the reps and a lot of it is the little things yeah. um, that are the huge things for the Warriors because yeah, on a lot of teams setting a correct screen or a, a proper screen or improper screen whatever you want to call a Warrior screen that's <laughs> what we call it a Warrior, Warrior screen. screen I like that um <laughs> that's that's a small thing in a lot of other teams you know what I mean just make contact go whatever Warriors is like no bro like you if gotta- you didn't do this correctly we're, we're, we can't even kind of run the rest of this set now. It's You have <laughs> like, to be do you not, really Do you not see how hard Steph is running, bro? I would rather the you overcommit over to that screen and lay somebody on their back and then yeah. get a whistle blown rather than not make enough contact or no contact at all. Don't rush them, or yeah. be in the wrong place or get there too early. And now we got a moving screen. So, And mind you, those are just the little things like that. Now, a lot of the uh, bigs and awards are able to pass out. And I'm not saying Wiseman is a horrible passer or anything like that. I've seen him make some passes where I'm like... And that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Like, he makes some passes out of the split post. I'm like, oh, okay. He has the talent level to be in there. It just feels like he's slower right now. He's He's literally like... It's playing at like 0.5 speed for him. I mean, well, he's on the court. It feels like he's 0.5. To everybody's normal speed is yeah. He looks oh, like he looks like me, my sophomore year, Benedictine. <laughs> <laughs> the game that just was the end days, right? <laughs> no, that, that was the year after Ed left. Oh, okay. But even that was on Darian Brothers uh, when he oh, you are. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, he's moving really fast. No, I was about to say the game just needs to slow down for James, and it's not even his fault. That's the, the issue. No, is. I can't really even blame him so much, but. I'm not banking on him getting a whole lot of minutes or opportunity this year or even possibly with the Warriors in the future. I think he's going to have a good, healthy NBA career, but the it's more so the Warriors window and the fit. Um, I can definitely see why he's been being flipped. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't. I don't think he fits the, the mode right now, which means he might not fit the timeline. Okay. At least Kaminga fits the mode. I think so. The, you can get right on the page a little quicker. I think the question once again is, I think there's a question for another pod. Okay. Um, but I think the real question is because I think it's been this weird energy between the front office and the core of the Warriors because the front office has seemed to want to move. Yeah, they have last the, they have last dance vibes. Like, yeah, no. yeah we because they're getting tired of paying. <laughs> like, but, but that's come the, on. But and here's the funny part about it: I don't even think is that they're tired of paying because if we're gonna be honest, they're, they're one of the few franchises that, that can are willing cut to that burn a hole in their pockets. Like, but, I think they don't have a problem cutting the check. I just don't think they thought Steph, Clay, and Draymond would be able to continue this. Like, I don't think they thought Steph would be able to stay at this level. And there have been subtle comments about that. Mm. The year he got injured, the owner said something. The year they didn't make the playoffs, the owner said little things. It's always felt like they just didn't believe that Steph, Draymond, and Clay would get back to this level. And now that they have, it's almost like, 
Well, we invested a ton of. We already we already started on working banking on, the on y'all not to make it. Exactly. And we started saying, banking on y'all banking. not being there. So, and once again, I don't think my investment again, just got 140 million for me earlier this in this year. And once again, I don't think it's literally. And once again, I'm, I'm not to cut y'all. I was like, I don't think it's money per se. I think it's literally just the image of like. Well, we literally just spent a ton of draft picks on uh, a bunch of young guys who we've invested. We were ready like, to move on. We and were we ready. Don't have to yet? And now <laughs> we don't have to. And not only that, you're making the young picks that we got. Look yeah, look, bad. yeah, look worse. Yeah. Like you're making it look yeah. like we made bad choices, which I think all of us would sit here and say we no, don't think good picks. Those are those solid are picks. picks. I would have made all those same like, picks. I'm not mad at any of the picks, but when you put them next to Steph Clay and Draymond, it's like. Yeah, three Hall of Famers right there. They're at not going to look as well. At this current stage in their career, at this current stage in their career, you put them next to them, it's like, yeah. What, what y'all trying to do here? y'all? And once again, that's why you have a lot of fan bases that's like, yo, get these young guys out of here. We're trying to win more chips. And that's why I think James Wiseman is the one that won't be able to stick around. It's, a lot, of, it's a lot of good that's young fair. talent on, on the Golden State Warriors. If somebody had to go to extend this championship window, I think he'd be the first one. But I think he's talented. That's no disrespect to James Wiseman. Not at all. I think, like I said, I think he'll go somewhere and he'll do very yeah, well. Yeah, I'm very high on if, James if he does It's not like a Jaleel Okafor vibe or nothing like that. And no disrespect to Jaleel Okafor, but... I remember Jaleel. We get, it's we it's levels on we that. We get what you're saying. We get what you're saying. It's you levels. You got to see no more. It's <laughs> levels on no that. So, yeah. In theory, in theory, Wiseman makes sense. But who knows? We have to see more. See how, you know, see what direction Golden State goes with it. But let's move on. Luka Doncic. Hooey. Luka Doncic is hooping, y'all. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying the whole world or nothing. <sighs> He's averaging right now 34, 9, and 8. Almost two steals as well. Um, 50% from the field, 29% from three. But he's taking 11 free throws. Um, he's knocking out 75% of them. So, he's hooping. He's hooping. But the Dallas Mavericks are 9 and 8. Some people in the room had him had the Dallas Mavericks at the one, <laughs> one seed. seed. I mean, they're like two games from it. Everybody's well, two I, games from so it. So what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we literally talking about? What we're That's talking fair. about That's is fair. what we're I'm talking not, about. I'm not is, doing this. Math, math, <laughs> math, math. But what we're talking about is the fact that we have seen that they are not going to be the ones. Not nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, okay. We talk about that. All right, I respect that. Nah, they, if they end up the one seed, nah, that's somebody, a miracle. Somebody, that's a miracle. that means the whole team caught on fire for like yeah. four they, months. They, they snuck somebody in a trade, <laughs> or maybe they're just finally playing Christian Woods more minutes. But we can get to that later. But Luka Doncic is averaging thirty eight point three percent in usage rate this season, second behind only Giannis. And my question is, are they overworking Luca? Okay, so before we before we answer that question, because I like I said, I love and like I said, usage stat is a great stat. Mm-hmm. The stat I like to look at for like a player's like actual like usage though is time of possession, average dribbles per touch, and I think it's still an astronomical when you look at those. It's though. it's <laughs> even more astronomical is my point. Because, like I said, usage, like I said, people that don't know, usage basically just measures how many possessions in with the player either shooting or, I believe, passing mm-hmm. to some extent. Passing to an assist. Passing to an assist. assist. Yeah. So that's usage, right? And granted, that's a great stat to use, like I said, to see how often a play ends with a certain player. But, like, I like to look at time of possession because that's letting me know how long do you actually have the, the ball, ball in okay. your hands. Luca right now leads the league at 10.1 minutes. The second is? The second is James Harden at 8.9. Sheesh. That makes sense. 
The next person is John Morant at 8.3. That makes sense too. It does. But that but gap, it's a gap. That gap is ridiculous. It's a two, you said two minute gap. It's so Luca's at ten point one. It's about a minute, which in the grand scheme of a basketball but that's game a lot. is a lot. <laughs> you got to think about how many dribbles I can get off in a couple seconds. Like shot clock. How much cool. movements? We got twenty four seconds Av- on a shot clock. Average second per touch. Luca leads among. I'm like say I'm filtering out people that are actually like playing minutes. Yeah. Luca leads at six point five. So for every time he touches the ball, he has it in his hands for at least 6.5 seconds. Okay. Yeah, that's a fourth of the shot clock. It's like, just me having it in my hands whenever I touch. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Here, here's whenever the, I touch the rock, I got it in for a fourth one, of the shot clock. Here's the one that's even more shocking. Number of post-ups. Lucas third in the league behind Jokic and Embiid. I ain't really surprised about that. If you watch Dallas, you're not surprised. But if you said it out loud, if you say if you just present all of those numbers, you would think he's seven two and just backing people down all day. Yeah. It's, so to your point, <laughs> is he being overworked? I don't know because it seems like he's enjoying it. Like he made his comment. Don't get me wrong. Okay, he made all right, his comment. Thank you. Thank you. Of, hey, give yeah, context. I'm, give I'm context, doing a lot. Context, thank you. I, I'm like I don't have the exact quote put, but he basically just said like, yeah, I am doing a lot, and it does get tiring at times. And I'm sure it does. Yeah. On the same token, I don't really see him complaining every time he shoots that. Uh, I was about to say something back. really wrong. Um, I don't see him complaining when he shoots that uh, pull-up fade from 18 feet every other play. Yeah. Like, it seems like he likes having the offense catered around him, which most young players yeah. do. Yeah. He, I've said this before, and I don't like to shout out Colin Cowherd a lot, but I do agree with Colin Cowherd on a lot of things in some instances. He says every basketball superstar kind of goes through three phases in their career. Mm-hmm. You have the early phase where it's literally just about numbers, 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 proving I am a superstar. That's where Luca is at right now. I'm going on the court to get 35, 9, and 9, and there's nothing nobody in the league can do about it, and I'm going to prove I'm one of the three best players in the league. Then there's phase two where it's like, okay, I've put up 35, 9, and 9, and I have to transition into championship basketball. And then there's the third phase where it's the realization of I'm no longer one of the top three basketball players in the world. How do I still transition and help my team win games? Luka is clearly in phase one. And it's amazing to watch. (laughs) Is it going to lead to a championship? No. (laughs) But And this is my question to people like Colin Kyle when they say this. Because you're right. Like the, there, we've seen that phase play out in everybody, every, everybody, every superstar's career. Unless you were lucky enough to win early, yeah, yeah, pretty Unless much. You every were a Magic, Kobe, career. somebody yeah, like that being, who just walked into yeah. a great team. We've pretty much seen that play out in that regard. But isn't that detrimental? I think it's natural. Isn't that for, detrimental for a sports player, like for a basketball player, to go through that kind of phase um, initially? Let's, let's be honest. Is it detrimental? Probably, but once again, it's understandable when Luca has to turn to his left and it's Spencer Dinwiddie, and then turn to his right and it's Christian Wood. Like, I ain't gonna say detrimental either because it's a lot of a proving point in those young years, and facts. in terms of even proving it to yourself, it's a lot of confidence that's get built in those young years of just putting up your numbers and um, understanding that I can control the game. In whatever manner, anytime I want. So detrimental isn't the right word. Um, if you don't get out of that phase, it could be detrimental to winning for sure. James Harden. I was just about to say, a la James Harden, because I mean, what is Luca right now other than fair skinned James Harden? Um, if you're talking about the the actual production 
that's going on right. and that he's putting up. We've seen this before. It was with Harden with the Houston Rockets. So not right. a whole lot of shots. Not I did to Harden when he was with Houston because there wasn't a whole lot of winning that was happening in terms of what I thought they should be doing in terms of championships. Um, now, granted, we can argue Golden State being a roadblock, but that's <laughs> not for the conversation right now. Um, Luca is getting overworked. That is the question that you had asked. That's the he question, is 100% man. getting overworked. Uh, I don't think it's... But you don't think it's detrimental? I don't think it's detrimental right now, but he's it's not... I'm gonna have entirely his fault either. Uh, I no, brought up Christian not. Woods earlier. He's struggling to get 25 minutes a game from his coach. Like, <laughs> and mind you, when he does get 25 minutes, he's playing extremely well. No, and it's not like they have other options that are no. eating at his minutes. So he's shooting 44 percent from three, 58 from the field, like 17 and eight a night. Like, how like, much? How much better do you want me to play to get more minutes? Yeah. He doesn't even know why he's on the on, on the court. Like, so Somebody I'm not sitting here and saying that he's coach, the end all be all solution to be next to Luca. And in terms of like that workload, no, that's fair. but geez, like there's, <laughs> there's other options at other times to help him out or even in putting him on the court, uh, uh, together more. So it's Luca's getting overworked and it's not entirely Luca's trying to put up or show superstardom. Um, but a lot of it, I think is just mm-hmm. necessity. Yeah. A lot of it's necessity. Like, a lot of it's how left, the coaches, my right. What am I supposed to do? A lot of it is how the coaches are going to set you up. Um, and then lastly, I think, I agree uh, with with the coward statement about uh, it's just proving that you're a superstar. Like that is a validating yourself. Not even for anybody else. I can't say Lucas hooping like this to show everybody else he's a superstar. But even in your head, sometimes it's just like, no, I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. so I can get to that championship aspiration uh, or of dominance Mm -hmm. on the court. Yeah, you work your way up to that. So I'll see it a whole lot more in Ja, of course, who's a little bit more expressive and interviews and just culturally how we can connect. But Luca is definitely in that phase of like uh, proving whether it's to himself, uh, to fans and people back home, to to the Dallas Mavericks organization. But he's definitely in that. I'm that dude. I'm a prove it type of mode over. And I'm not going to say he's not looking towards winning, but the team in and of itself isn't valuing enough right now because they would have shifted to how we play. Cause we all agree this isn't winning basketball. Great to watch though. <laughs> like you kind of stole my point. Oh my um, bad. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I, and I that that's the point. In terms of the moves that was made this offseason, in theory, we thought Christian Wood would play more. We thought yeah. he would play more, have more of an impact footprint on the whole grand scheme of the game. We were sitting watching them play Boston. Yeah. Boston, and he was hooping. He was hooping. He's been hooping you all know. year. I mean, Boston. Plays. Boston was playing unreal that night. Yeah, they, but they they were on some. Um, but that's a good. Now think about it, that's a good like thing to look at. And I know this is kind of unfair because Boston hit on the draft twice. They hit <laughs> with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I'm, Marcus I'm, Smart and Marcus Smart. <laughs> I, I get that. And Robert Williams. He didn't play. <laughs> but yes, I get that. But then, but looking at looking at it is like. We have our guy. We have Jason Tatum. We have Luca, right? And you give us that first year, that first year versus the Clippers. Like, oh shoot, he's a one. He's one. Yeah. We he's, got. He's we him. got one. He's him. We got one. Immediately, if I'm the front office, if I'm the coach, whoever it is, my my mentals goes to all right. Let's get this player in the best position. To play winning basketball, not just put up numbers, but let's let's play winning basketball. And I think Luca is so good that 
they're gonna win games. Of course. They're not gonna understand how. But much they're not winning. Yeah. It's not winning yeah. basketball. What like, roster? He really needs to be a championship it, team. It, it's not. It's yeah. not. In the regular season, it's always gonna look like, oh, he doesn't need as much as he actually does need because exactly. it's still so much that he does. Um, and that's it, no. It, it's shot very at him much. At it's all. very much the LeBron James effect. Yep. Life we want to call it. And that. Yeah. And it's that's not fair because that was detrimental. To, but it to, wasn't yeah. because Braun was like indestructible I mean, at the time. Like, but it was detrimental to. It would be detrimental to any other ho- like, human th- being. But like, think about how crazy it is. Where we're talking about a twenty-three-year-old superstar, yeah, who's already led his team to a conference championship or to a conference yeah, conference finals. of penalties. Yeah. Parents last year, last year, like, mm-hmm. and we're already sitting up here talking about man, like he's not playing winning basketball. And I, don't get me wrong, I absolutely agree with the statement. Yeah, but. On the grant, on the outside looking in, it's so easy for I can understand how the front office is able to sit there and go, "We're a guaranteed second round team from here on out. All we need is one or two things to break our way, and who knows, we might be in the finals." Now, granted, is that think, what you want to bank on? I, think I wouldn't. I think that's dangerous. I think, it's very I think dangerous. That's quite we saw detrimental. Cleveland do it, and that's why LeBron James got out of there. That's nasty behavior, which is why I supported LeBron when he left. It's, I had no problem with him leaving. Yeah, either. I was like, that's cool with me. When he took off that jersey in the tunnel, I was like, make a whole lot of sense. I was just mad that he quit on the team before that, but that's a whole different story. I, <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> but, but look, but I mean, in terms like, you look, that's... LeBron leaving is the best case scenario. Yeah. Because... In his best interest, he still went on to play prime basketball yeah. in Miami. Yeah. We Luca does not have the body that LeBron has. Luca's still 23. I could care less. We're talking about three yeah, years. He's gonna be 26. His, his, game is, his game is yeah. gonna age well. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like Luca's, do, Luca's doing I'm this sorry. for another 10 years. Straight, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm at least 10 years. I'm sorry. It takes him. I'm not gonna say it takes him more work because we know how much work LeBron did to put his body in that position. But in terms of in terms of just longevity and handling that, I don't, I don't, that's not say, the case. I'm going to say a crazy that's statement not the to case. your face right six, now. Six, seven and I, and years? I'm, I'm telling of you. Six, seven years of doing it by yourself? Say, I don't care if you I'm can't jump. It's only like Greg, three, like, four Greg, I'm going to say a crazy statement right now. People are going to come at me in comment section, whatever. I'm if you would ask me, age 23, LeBron, Luca, who's going to mature better? I would say Luca. I'm sorry. Just in terms of whose game would mature better, I would say Luca. LeBron was a freak athlete. One ACL, LeBron James story is different. Luca could tear his ACL tomorrow. I would bank next year he'll be the same dude. He already slow. Nah, bro. I see your lying. logic behind I'm not that, that. But you're acting like his ACL is already at zero. It's not. He I, can go don't, slower. Don't, don't get me wrong. He, he, don't, he, don't get me wrong. We could throw I'm this not, joint in reverse. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Luca would immediately walk back. But I see what you mean. He I'm relies less on his athleticism than a young LeBron James did. I would say that I see the op- upside of being carried early by your athleticism and growing into your game. And that's fair. What I would say is arguably. If you were going to go out like that, Luka can only get so much better. In my head, at 23-year-old 20, LeBron versus 23-year-old Luka. 23-year-old LeBron, with the athleticism that he had, banking on injuries that we got to see that didn't yep. happen, I would say the sky's the limit for that man because he can jump out the gym crazy. And we're, we're, we never talk about the other side of the ball. There is no question about oh, yeah, defense he was, he was in terms of, 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 of Luka and uh, LeBron. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, even if we're keeping it strictly offense, I wouldn't make that statement so hastily. But I see what you... I I'm see the talking, logic. I'm just talking about in terms of games maturing. Going Like, 
we've seen so many guys like LeBron who relied so heavily on athleticism that they didn't develop other parts of their game. Derrick Rose. No Fair. disrespect to Derrick Rose. Fair. I know how sensitive we are about him. Like Vince Carter was like that. Like there are a lot of guys we've seen who were kind of in that mode of just being a freak yeah. athlete dominating the game athletically. And I'm, Luka's already like the Russell post- Westbrook. Like Luca's already adding new things to his game that I'm seeing. I'm like, like the post up, like he didn't post up this much in the first couple of years. Like he added a post up game. He's one of the best post up players in the league this year. I'm fully aware of the <laughs> elements he's adding to his game. But if you add, I don't care who you are, you play six, seven years at that level. At that level, it it can be detrimental. I agree. It can be detrimental. It can weigh on him. And then you add in the fact that no, you're not bringing any help. You you you're not looking to actually play winning basketball. So guess what? I'm in a situation where the philosophy is giving me the ball and everyone stand. And so now when I do get help, it becomes a conversation of how quickly can I adjust to it? Yeah, because we I also seen help? that as yeah. well. And. And you said he's you say he, you said he's James Harden with fair skin. Yeah. Fair so, skin James Harden. So it could easily be a Houston situation. I agree. It I, could easily be that. And so we could then that. be looking at and his career saying, what if? And it could be as much as we love him and realize he's All a Hall of Famer. It's like, is he gonna get a ring? By year 13, we could be looking at like, is he gonna get a ring? Once again, I, that and that's the, and that's the detrimental you, aspect. You and me that I'm literally had about. this conversation before about Luca. I'm like, once again, I think Luca. Once again, he's very much right now in a James Harden kind of s- setting where he has to put up these numbers. He has to play this style, and I think he enjoys doing it to some extent. My whole point has always been he's doing it way earlier than Harden did, and he's already been. If we're going to be quite as kept, he's already been way more successful. Than Harden in the playoffs, like that, which is why I think there's a level of urgency that should be taking place. With and him. I agree. My point is simply his timeline is a little bit longer than Harden's was when he started doing it. And let's keep it a stack. Harden had more help starting out than Luca did. That's fair. Yeah, I agree like, with that. Those Houston teams were better. They were significantly better in terms of talent level. So when I see Luca, and granted. Is he playing winning basketball? No. Is the front should the front office be a little bit more urgent? Absolutely. On the same token, I can sit there and look and say, you have at least two years to figure this out. Yeah. Like it's not like it has to be done this year. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with letting Luca just get his thirty-five a night this year. Like honestly, what move could they make right now that would make them a contender in anybody's eyes? That's the issue though. We're running. We're gonna run into though. Is I agree. If Luca is always gonna get you to the second round of the playoffs, like give or take a round, mm-hmm. you're not gonna build through a draft. Of course not. So you're gonna have to make great moves in the free agency, which you're not really gonna get major free agent names because you're Dallas. Dallas has never been able to pull huge market names. You're That's gonna fair. be able to get pieces, of course, but yeah, people want it is a big market, but because Houston's right there, and I'm gonna yeah. sign at Houston if we're talking about markets rather than Dallas uh, in basketball. But I don't terms. think like I don't think Houston's gonna be a major player on the market. They're not gonna be a major player, but I think there are gonna be other places that are gonna be more intriguing and attractive than Dallas would be. Um, specifically, uh, playing for an organization and that play style that they have. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have to go all out and try to get a disgruntled star or try to make a move that we didn't see them being able to make. I, that's why I said move. that Christian Woods move was amazing. That Christos move, I loved it when they first snuck uh, Chris. Yeah. I was like, no tape backs. Those are the kind of things that they're gonna have to do to in order to build towards a championship team and then possibly, or even. 
a solidified like, all right, if we can just get one more piece, maybe we can get somebody to sign then, or maybe we can make this last bit of a trade. But initially, it's going to be two to three of the right medium-sized moves to get them in order to play, which can take two years, but I think they're going to have to constantly be active. That's going to take a flip of the flip, a call here, a call there, bring somebody in just to move them. Yeah. Um, I'm not sitting here and say they're going to have to play the whole league or nothing like that in terms of like shuffling their hands and cards, but a team like Dallas, it's, it's a reason why like it took Dirk, you know, in all his his years, he got the championships are hard enough to get to already. Facts. He got the two. And those Mavericks teams were great. Mm. They were great. They were good. They were great. They, they were great were teams. Good. They were some great teams. It's now, hard. great. The West were, was wild, wild West back then. They were good teams. They were good. They were good teams. Great is like it's hard. Dirk for me to call, was great. It's hard for me to call. Dirk your team was great. great. You know what? I, when you were literally good only have one Hall of Famer in their prime. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. They fair. were good teams. They were some really good teams. They were really good. They were right. yeah, 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 good really yeah, good. yeah. You got yeah. it. They were good. <laughs> like the, I would say, like the Hawks are good this year. I don't, I don't want to say they're in the same level of good. Yeah, they were really good teams. Yeah, so it's going to take a little bit more for for Dallas in terms of helping Luca. Uh, that that timeline I think is extended, but I think I would be sweating right now if I'm Dallas and and Luca just simply because my talent is here already um i should have more help in terms of like i don't want people to just think i have a switch to turn on when you think i have enough help all of a sudden even though i do (laughs) but that's 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 besides the point i know yeah like i said it's a very dangerous yeah he's already in his fifth season so and i look at other counterparts in the west like john morant when i'm like he has a more complete team around him than i do they've hit on the draft picks Desmond Bain is a problem, but that's what I'm saying. They are able they they were able to get draft picks back. We're not getting Des- any more than now. But that Desmond Bain wasn't a top pick. He was like number twenty. He was like number twenty. Like that's what I'm saying. He was like, yeah, like like 20. Memphis just hit on picks like between Bain. Because Jalen Brooks was wasn't super high, pick. but yeah, Jared Jackson was there before Java. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, they just hit on picks. <laughs> but at that time, felt. It's gonna start feeling like it's wasting away when your counterparts are getting better. I agree. Yeah. When you're looking at people who 30, are, are close, pick. who doesn't mean the thirtieth pick. <laughs> wow. Jeez, draft better everybody. <laughs> um, uh, but when you look at your counterparts uh, that are gonna be in your class and these discussions, the Jason Tatum's and things like that, yeah. it's well, these are all people who are that one piece away from a championship team. Mm-hmm. Legit. These are two guys and teams: the Grizzlies, the Celtics, that are one piece. That we can go the as far as Celtics, say, Celtics are there right yeah, now. yeah, they're, they're already they're there. They're they're there. there. But then we could sit there and look at a team like the Pelicans, and yeah. it's like people who are in in your yeah, area of you. class that are like are better team than you, objectively so, speaking. This is where I'm going to be somewhat critical of Luca because I've been critical of every other superstar in this mold. Luca is going to have to learn how to win. In a different way than what he's used to as well. Like he's I, gonna. I can't do that if I, I'm alone. And, I, and granted, once, <laughs> and, and granted, my point is simply. And once I've been critical of every other superstar in this mold, that's why I'm I'm staying consistent here. Trey Young, James Harden, I've had the same criticism all of them. You're gonna have to learn how to use your teammates in the appropriate way. Now, Grant, does Dallas have the best roster for him to do that right now? Obviously not. My point is simply, if they make the moves, because let's be honest, the reason there was a lot of hung up between him and Chris Stapps is because Chris Stapps wanted to play away and Luca wanted to play away, and they just couldn't figure it out. That's now, what, don't go ahead. Say, now, say, say what I'm gonna say. 
Chris Apps, shut up. Thank you. You ain't Luca. Thank you. <laughs> On the Thank same you. token, if you're Luca, your job as a superstar is to figure out how to use your teammates in the best way possible. It's going to be something he's going to have to learn. Now, granted, is it going to happen this year? No. He doesn't have the roster for it. But when they put that roster in place, just like I've said with Trey Young getting to Jonte Murray, mm-hmm. you're going to have to change your game to adapt. And whether or not he does that will determine what category he falls in. Is he a James Harden or is he a Jordan? And, That's going to be the conversation. And my point is, and my point is, in terms of even if we've seen the past, and we can we can move on to the next thing. We're going to talk about Tim Wolves next, talking about theories. Mm. Um, so in terms of this situation, I've seen like you like you've already mentioned Trey Young. I've seen other young players get that. All right, let's get you in a situation to where we need you to change your game a bit to be more successful. Mm-hmm. Because we've realized the window is shifting on you. Like you've been here five years now. Yeah. Like, so we know what you are. Like, we know what we know what Trey Young is. We know what DeJounte Murray is. We know what Jason Tatum is. Well, we think <laughs> there's more there, but we <laughs> know what he, exactly we fair. know what that is, right? Fair. We know what Jai is. And so we got these young guys that's in situations like, all right. We see it. Let's go ahead and let's start giving you what you need so you can be the best version of yourself, but not have to do it for 48 minutes strong. Fair. Like you got help. Dallas hasn't done that. And and I said it when, when they brought in Chris Steps. I'm like, I'm not sold on this. Well, I'm to, not. To like, be honest, organizations like, have never taken that accountability of literally saying, I'm going to first acknowledge what you need and what you are as a basketball player. And then B, if there was any player, if there was any player in the last, what, eight years, 10 years Mm -hmm. that we could say, Oh, that's, that's a guy. I hear you. I'm not arguing against that. I'm telling you what organizations are thinking. I'm thinking of, I'm telling you what organizations are thinking. Like banking on a player and putting that much investment and trust into them in terms of like, that level of investment is very rarely ever seen. Most of the times, the onus on winning gets shifted to the player rather than the organization. So we're not going to sit here and say organization didn't surround him with the things to mature and nurture enough if we think he's a superstar. Eventually, organizations know, players know, fans know. We're going to be like, Luke ain't win there. Luke ain't get a ring. Luke ain't win this, win that, win that, win this. It's not going to be Dallas Mavericks didn't surround him with enough talent early on enough unless to help LeBron him develop. Unless, think- unless, and mind you, that was very valid. But that would have been all invalid if LeBron didn't do what after he left? When? So that's kind of the thing that 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 hangs up the that hangs on like the back of the door for organizations is like at the end of the day, ain't nobody gonna call me a loser as much as they can call you a loser, and. That's why they can go uh, or not go as all in as they should earlier on. It's a kind of play and wait, but that's just perception, I think. No, I agree with you. Like, there's always going to be more pressure on Luca than the organization, per se. And less Luke, like, the only saving grace that ever comes from that is when a player literally is so obviously. Obvious. Yeah. Which, if we're going to be honest, we could argue Luca's playoff yeah. performances. Are kind of putting him in that rarefied air of like, yeah, yeah, like this dude is single handedly Kobe, LeBron with the first end of the Cavs. Like, like, it's just yes. clearly obvious yes. this yes. guy That's is playing exactly at a level that what is I see. far above everything else. And y'all need to do y'all job. And granted, you may be right. Like after another year of this, 
it may turn to that. If he goes I'm, into this playoffs after no 30 lie. again. I'm willing Because to. he doesn't forward in a playoff. So that's my biggest thing is we could say whatever about the regular season and winning basketball. That looked like winning basketball last year when we when he single-handedly took him to a conference finals. It was winning basketball and no disrespect to Jalen Brunson, but I'm not gonna say single handed. Yeah, I was about to say, loud, yeah, it was but. it was a couple of games that was <laughs> but against the Suns? He 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 sent them boys packing. <laughs> that wasn't Dallas that sent them boys home. It was Luca. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm willing to book it. I'm willing to book it. When the playoffs hit and they're ousted in the second round, <laughs> and he averages 38. <laughs> But yep. the, 38, but, 7, and 6. But the next person averages 14 and a half. The whole media are going to say, Dallas, what are you doing? I hope so. All of, all of ESPN and so. Fox going to say, all of what you're doing. And I was just six months early. No, slander, slander Dallas and organizations. That suck. We're not disagreeing with you. They definitely so should. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally 100%. prepared to watch them do that. Because this whole thing... We five years in, and and like I said, the the young the young boys and the young organizations with the young boys, right, or the established organizations with the young boys, are establishing where they want to be already. They're already making claim to like Boston's gonna be here, New Orleans trying to be here, oh, Memphis trying to be here. I mean, like the they all went all in trying to be there. So <laughs> let's get to it, man. Like Minnesota, Minnesota, ten and or yeah, ten and nine. Ten and nine mm-hmm. this season. Ten and nine. Uh, I think the last everybody record in the world lost to Charlotte last lost night. Lost to Charlotte. Yep. Um, been very up and down for them. Very very up and down. We've seen some weird clips. We've seen moments where Anthony Edwards has not moved on a whole offensive possession. Oh, <laughs> we've seen we've seen possessions where um, Cat has manned the paint alongside. Rudy Gobert and they practically and in, ran into each other. <laughs> Just got in the way. Um, we've seen possessions where Russell, uh, D'Angelo Russell has decided to shoot his own contested fade instead of swinging to the open man. Lefty this, luck. <laughs> this roster, this roster, in theory, <laughs> we thought made sense. I still think it does. I'm at a space where I'm going to say this is going to get worse really fast. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm of the opposite. It's going to get bad. It's um, going to get bad. I think it's right where I expected them to be. They're 520 games in. So so all the little things you see aren't uh, red flags. The only one that's a real red flag to me is the Anthony Edwards one. It's more so been because of his comments and how he's kind of set them up because he's made the comment of like, well, yeah, there's no space for me to go anywhere. And because why he hasn't been able to dunk this year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's been the only real red flag to me. The cat and Gobert thing, I'm like, yeah, that's going to take time to figure out. You're, you're trying to figure out how to play two seven-footers. One of them can't play away from the basket. The other one wants to play near the basket, but also wants to shoot five threes a game. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to take time to figure that out. They didn't have the preseason to do it because Cat was hurt or not hurt. He was sick for most of the preseason. So they've been figuring that out on the fly. D'Angelo, I'll admit, has really disappointed me. Um, I thought he was going to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, Bless you. there's nothing saying he can't play better. Um, I still think he has a ton of talent. So him missing reads him missing shots is like sometimes it's just basketball. Like, it's going to take time for them to figure this rotation out. On the same token, yeah. Has it been pretty by any stretch? No. I never had them as a top four team anyway. So 
if you're telling me right now they're the 10 and literally all these teams are literally tied at the same record, I'm like, Sounds about right right where I thought they'd be. Your thoughts? I don't don't think I'm going to hit a a panic button in terms of their season this year. Uh, I think a lot of it is just inconsistencies, and I can go uh, would be on that in terms of you have two seven-footers trying to figure out how to play uh, together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, one's not known for his offensive prowess (laughs) at all, so... uh, that's an aspect that you got to bring in because it's not like you just sat here and gave D'Angelo Russell another like offensive two. And now our roadies are a hell of a lob threat. Yeah. If there's no spacing on the court, how and, uh, Anthony Edwards had brought up, now we have issues. Um, and I can understand Anthony Edwards' frustration because in my opinion this year, he's been the most consistent player on that team. Um, he's going to get his numbers every night somewhere around like 23 a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and 22. Yeah, I'm about to say he's going he's gonna to get in in, in a, a plethora, like a variety of ways, even without being able to dominate or attack the rim the way that we all loved him for last year, just mm-hmm. flying at the rim. So mm-hmm. he still has the, the ability and space to shoot. The, the real issue with the, the Timberwolves, I 100% been saying for like the last two years, there's no hard soul to this team. There's no one person to gather around. There's no leader. There's no, who is this team for? Um, and it's no disrespect to Cat. I know you got there first, and I know you've been uh, through a hell of a lot with that Minnesota organization. I am not trying to take that away from you, <laughs> but when you're watching these games, and when I watched that playing game last year, or any of the important games or something like that, mm-hmm. at times, on the court, as a player, you, team to, uh, you seem to disappear or not play up to what I expect uh, Cat to be able to play up to. And then I also don't see a necessarily corralling or uh, a magnetism from anybody on that court in terms of their player riling up anybody else. It just seems like everybody's really talented and just here. So the Timberwolves don't have a talent issue as of yet. I'm not thinking of it like that. It's a culture one. And that's why bringing somebody like Rudy Gobert in didn't necessarily help them as much as they thought. Because while granted... He's a Hall of Fame level defensive player. I can't take away that for like what you mm-hmm. traded to get uh, the skill makeup for. It makes sense. Yeah. I understand, but what you're missing, you're like the biggest piece of your puzzle that's missing isn't a skill level piece. I think it's heart and culture and somebody who's actually ready to ready the troops. And I'm not taking a shot at Cat and saying he's not a leader. He just hasn't been leading the Timberwolves in the way that I think a basketball player who would be considered a leader would be on that team doing. So maybe he has to grow into that role a little bit more. Maybe it's because of a whole lot of things that have been happening outside of that. I understand it's been a lot of other things with the family. Um, he just got sick this offseason. He's trying to get back for it. That's why I'm not hypercritical of it. Real life happens. But when I watch it on the court, which is why I said like a year or two ago, yeah. I was like, Anthony Edwards probably going to end up being a heart and soul in this team because, A, I think he's going to be the best after this uh, year, uh, mm-hmm. for sure, it's going to be hands down him. And B, I think he's just more willing to to be more vocal, to show that emotion on the court. To yeah. like, I don't know how to say this without making it seem like I'm taking a shot at Cap. But I, I, just, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, just, I get what you're saying, it's, it's a lot of it's I'm a lot take of shot for you. Yeah, I must say it's a, it's a lot of things outside of actual basketball that's been going on, which is why I'm trying to be hypersensitive to no, why. No, no. But mean, at the end of the day, if you're on the court, you're on the court, and I don't think that he's actually leading that Timberwolves team in a manner that's conducive to winning or appropriate enough to bring somebody else aboard to help along that winning. Like Rudy Gobert isn't a young guy, or he's not a leading vet. 
Yeah. Like he, he he was a number two to Donovan Mitchell. So it wasn't, and no disrespect to Donovan, but, but he was a young boy. Yeah. So when you don't have that voice, that presence that you're bringing in and trading all these picks coming in and you're trading all of this just for skill, not for culture and not for leadership. Yeah. You're going to run into these issues. I'm a, all right. First and foremost, I agree. There has to be, we have to be aware of what Cat's gone through. Cat, I don't want, I, who knows how long it takes to cope with losing family. I, I, I have yet to lose multiple. I have yet to lose my mom, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want to be insensitive to that. I, I can't be insensitive to that because I don't know how I would act, you know, if I lost my mom. So I'm, I, I, I understand, you know, to be sensitive to that regard. Cool. After that, after that, I don't want to hear cat talk. I don't. I'm sorry. Cat Cat cannot get on the mic and tell Anthony Edwards, hey, that Popeye's joke, that ain't no joke. I didn't want to hear that either. <laughs> That's not funny to me. I'm going to talk to him. But you see how weird it, like even me, I was like, why are you saying that, Cat? Like, because bro, it, just, it felt out of the or, ordinary. It felt corny. Yeah. It felt corny to me. Like, it felt like, while well, I understand what he was attempting to do. Mm-hmm. It's because like of, he's the guy to do it because he it's not even they didn't sound like it because I've heard it's not a shot at you man I love you Brian has told me things on the court like hey yo and he said it in a corny way like I need to play better but he said it in a really really corny way I'm talking way. about the phrase I'm talking about the person like and that's Brian the point can like you Brian can about basketball. that's what I'm saying he can tell me something about basketball he'll yeah. say it in his corny if way Anthony Edwards, and I'll be like alright let me get wanna... let me lock in let me lock in cause he's right and he's hooping <laughs> he's doing his thing let me get on let me get on this moment's where I'm looking at Cam like bro you're not I don't know you... if I'm insulted or what right now it's a compliment it's a compliment nah. you're corny but you move you're corny but you move I love you I don't you. care how B says it B got 20 right now so I gotta listen exactly. to B exactly he's gonna say Cat, what are we talking about I'm out playing you bro exactly off my bad diet exactly. what are we talking about I'm eating these Popeye's biscuits no drink and, and I'm, I'm getting 22 is he? Sheesh. like like you can argue it Like, and I, the fact that it's arguable means you shouldn't be telling me what I can eat or not eat I guess. You're not hooping that much better than me. You're not hooping better than me. That's fair. <laughs> and so ain't, ain't like you ain't like you Shaq. You don't have an MVP by your name. So and so I think it's th- that's that part for me. Red flag again. Cult, there's the, the lack of culture there. I think Chris Finch is a good coach. Yeah. I really yeah, do. I, I, think, I wasn't going to mention like I think Chris all. Finch is a good coach. I think what he's attempted to run it's been some good stuff. It's some good sets there. I've seen some good basketball Bro, I think in, in some of the things the he's been called. chemistry and connection with them is not basketball or skill. I'm telling you, it's culture. I think I think we have to really ask questions about, did D'Lo already have his best season? Is D'Lo done yeah. in terms of, that's a fair, that's of being, a fair being the guy to run an offense? Yeah. we That has to be a conversation. Shout out my guy D'Lo. Because quite honestly, there's moments where I'm like, keep Jaden McDaniels on the floor. Nah, facts. Well, Jaden McDaniels is super. Keep Jaden McDaniels on the floor. He starts. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Who, no. no, not Jaden McDaniels. My bad, my bad. Jalen Noel. Jalen Noel. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. Keep him on the floor. Because in terms of what we need him to do, to what D'Angelo Russell's actually giving us, the benefit might be letting Noel rock a little more. Ah. Might be. Maybe a little bit more to see what he got, but ain't nothing, ain't that. So, 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 and I like Noel. I like D'Lo. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, this is not hate. This is, this is not hate. It's a fair conversation. This is not hate. But I've seen... And then in terms of, like you said, we're paying a guy 
250 M's. And let's be honest, there's going to be a moment in the playoffs where he's obsolete. We'll see. We'll see. We see it every year. Yeah, like it's and, 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 and so when you when you take all <laughs> like, that into account, B, when you take all that into account in terms of culture. No, I hate that I hate that argument for Rudy Gobert, bro, because like, yeah, he got put he was made obsolete by essentially being the only person on Utah that could guard anybody. Like if that if I'm the only person playing defense and I'm the one that got played off the floor, what did I say about the rest of you? You know how you say like you're not great at anything, but you're decent at everything. That's kind of how I see Minnesota in certain elements. Oh, like Minnesota, they're not going to be they're not yeah. going to be great at defense because they're not going to be great at defense. We've all said this. This is why we haven't been on bottom they're, they're bottom mid. four. They're of the not going to they're not going to be great. I expect them to make and, it though. And, but even if but even if we elevate, say we take this three years to the future, same same four, same core. I'm still feeling the same way about same it. Way. I mean, I think, I'm still feeling the same I, way. We all said at the beginning of the year that all comes down to how do you view Anthony Edwards going forward? If Anthony Edwards becomes a superstar. We're gonna have a totally different conversation. But then it, re- but then it requires. He even he takes a step as a superstar. Then it takes it takes awareness of everyone else, including Cat, who which I think at this point yeah, but I'm has start- to buckle and understand that Anthony Edwards is a superstar now. No, now we're having a totally different conversation of what the dynamics of the team are. The dynamic, and like I said, I when I'm watching this team, I see those red flags and I see those dynamics already taking shape. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards standing on the side, not moving on a whole possession because he realizes this play is going nowhere, nowhere. because we have two guys in the same spot. He says, I, you're better off just giving me the ball and you guys going down there. The dynamic is already taking shape, B. I think. And, that, and that's my point. Now, let's now because and I get what you're saying. Let's also keep like. Let's also keep it a sec. Anthony Edwards is not a good playmaker for his teammates. No, he's, he's not. He's not a good no. passer. No, he's not. So, yeah. like He says, have- He says if I shoot the ball from 20 feet, I have a better, this is a better possession than what I'm watching right now. Okay. And, and that's and that's crazy because, like you said, he. I think he understands he's not a good playmaker. I think he knows he can't and, pass. And that, to my point, is in order for the team to actually be maximized, you, Anthony Edwards is going to have to become a better playmaker. Like that's the like that's what's gonna elevate Anthony Edwards to a superstar. He like he can go out there and get thirty right now if you put him on a bad team and just say shoot the ball twenty five times. He had to become a better playmaker. You have one of the best lob threats in the league. You have Cat who like we can sit here and talk about everything, Cat's heart and everything, and pump Kool Aid and all that other stuff. Whatever. Cat pump Kool Aid. I mean, once again, I'm just sitting here. We had that conversation back and forth all day. At the end of the day, we've seen Cat be a twenty five point scorer in this league for the last four or five years, essentially. Like he's a bucket in this league. Has been his entire career. So to act like they can't figure out how to score is insane. The reason they can't score right now is because literally their backcourt is not good at playmaking. D'Lo's not playing well, and nope. Anthony Edwards is not a good playmaker. That's why they can't score. Let's keep it a stat, because don't sit here and tell me the the spacing is bad when I watch Steph Curry play with Draymond and Kevon Looney. Like, no. Figure it out. That's not fair, dog. You mean That's not fair. Say you just said the greatest yeah, shooter nah, of all time. Yeah. And, and the second greatest he, he literally Did I say they had to be the best offense in the league? I simply said they could be at least a league average offense. Hey, and I didn't say they had to be the best offense in the league. I don't know, I, man. When we sit here talking about offense, we sit here talking about a seven-footer that we said. Who's the better offensive threat right now? Rudy Gobert or Kevon Looney? 
a better offensive front offense, right now? Offensive if, if you want to keep me to a band, it's it's Rudy Gobert without question. All right, because it feel very Ver- vertical me. vertical spacing it alone makes Rudy bro, Gobert offense feel... a better offensive threat. All right, I think how many times I've seen how many times I've seen step pass ball to Kevon Looney. He grabs it, pump fakes, gets his block, has nowhere to go, doesn't know what to do, and just throws something up at the rim. You can throw a lot of Rudy Gobert anytime he's near the basket. It's two points. Okay, then why does he average like eleven right they, now? Because because Anthony Edwards can't make the pass. Because nobody named Mama want to pass to Rudy Gobert. Nobody. On any team that he's pass. ever played for, wanted to pass Rudy Gobert because he's a great offensive day, center, right? Because he's a good center. We all don't want to pass him. That doesn't make sense, B. Huh? What do you it mean? doesn't make sense that he goes from Utah where you have guys who don't want to give you the ball, and then you go, and then you go to Minnesota and you got guys who don't want to give you the ball because you're able to score, right? No, he's not offensively skilled. That is not a diss. That is not. All I said was he's a lot. And if he's better than Kevon Looney, he's only about half a heartbeat, and that doesn't mean a damn thing. It's Kevon Looney. If you, if, you Rudy, if you put Rudy Gobert, Gobert right, if you put Rudy Gobert, million, if you put Rudy Gobert him right next to Looney, and that's you're right the now, issue. You're the issue. Two hundred mil, and I gotta compare you to Kevon Looney on your office. You are the issue. I simply said who's better, and that's, that's the comparison. No, that is the comparison. You sound like Kyrie when he didn't promote that book. You compared him. I don't think they're comparable though. I don't the think they're comparable. You would have chose a different name if they weren't comparable. No, I, you would have chose I a different name. I would never say Steph Curry and Andre Roberson because they're not comparable. I put two you two court court people. Neither one of them are offensively skilled. Exactly. Neither one of them are offensively skilled. That are not offensively skilled. That's my point. That's all I said. That's my point. We're choosing between Doodoo and Poo. Who's a better offensive Literally, you just said both of them are not good on the offensive end. And talking about Rudy Gobert and, and, and Kevon Looney. My I'm point talking, is, talking. yes, you made a comparison. Yes, you made a comparison between two broke offensive players. So either the comparison was just none, exi- like it shouldn't have happened because it didn't mean anything because it doesn't make sense that there's an obvious answer because they both don't have offensive game. Why would I know who to choose if they both have broke jumpers and don't want offense? I'm choosing They're the not good. The I don't want either one of them on the offensive Like outside of Anthony Davis and Giannis, Rudy Gobert is the best good. lob threat in the league. They're not that's good. Not, that's an easy option that's to not, me. That's, that's, it's an easy. You could, if, you're, if you would have I'm not sitting here saying they're not. I'm just saying he's not good. That's not the example to make somebody good. You compare them to somebody who's trash. Yes. Rudy Gobert is still trash. Offensively. Okay. Sure. Like, yeah, if a girl's a four and I put well, her next to a two, like, I know who looks like, better. I, I think I, I think, know who looks better. <laughs> it's a four next to a two. The math checks out. Come That's on, all I'm saying. Asking Rudy Gobert, I get it. We all would expect players to be better. But if I'm getting best run protection, leading rebounder, top tier lob threat from a player in my starting lineup, like at that point, asking him to be more is literally asking him to be the best big man in the league. And sometimes you're not getting that from players. The player that I expect to get better is the 22-year-old who acts like he's already God's gift to the franchise. Like if you want to act like you're this dude, be that dude. Like... What's the conversation to be had now? I gave you best run protector, gave you a 20 and 10 power forward, gave you a 6'5 point guard who, who theoretically should be playing better. I agree, but should be a good player. Like, you're the guy who wants to be the superstar. Be the superstar. I'm looking at it totally different. I'm the guy who got here last in the league. 
Cat, you been with Minnesota. D-Lo, you been in the league longer than me. Rudy Gobert, you got your 200 million XYZ. But now we're talking about I need to be the better passer to make all y'all look good. Y'all bums and play better. Period. What you, That's it. What, You're not, I'm not going to look at the, the youngest guy on the team say you want to be the superstar. Cat, you want to be the superstar, right? Cat doesn't want to be a superstar. I probably do. Play better. I, I can does. ask my, my, my fellow teammates to play better and not just the young guy who just it's, got here because now, he's carrying now, himself now, like the, that. Now, here's the real question because we talked about the dynamics of the team. Do you think Anthony Edwards would be okay if they started posting up Rudy Gobert every even if he was scoring well, do you think Anthony Edwards would be happy with it? Would he be happy with it? Even if he was scoring well, that's I. I have to answer this sensitively because it is a, a basketball related question. Mm-hmm. If they're winning well and they're they're playing you think well, Anthony Edwards would be okay averaging seven, eighteen points a game. Rudy Gobert jumps up to averaging twenty two. Cat averages twenty eight because they just run the offense through them the whole game. You think Anthony Edwards would be okay? Hypothetically, with that? if that happened and they were winning games, I'm gonna go so yeah. But I don't think that's gonna ever. I don't, I don't, I don't think. I, don't think, I think if they made that changes, I think, I think you just uh, brought up an impossible because I don't think they're they're gonna. No, once, if they saying, made the changes, I don't think, they I don't think they're gonna be able think, to do that. I, I'm saying, but hypothetically, if they Edwards did, built like I that. think they would be he winning enough. Be the man. Well, I see what you well, mean, I but I think the winning is gonna change a little bit of things. I don't like so. I think. I think. If if it was a like I said, if, if the dynamics were assertive to some extent, even if Cat like. Now that Cat's not playing bad, no, but if no. I, but if Cat felt assertive in terms of this offense, it's gonna this, go through me. It's gonna go through me. This is this. We're going to hang our hats on how I, on I take the first step. If if that was if that was the culture that was built there, then I felt like Anthony Edwards would be cool to some extent. With that, in terms, I don't of, think you would. Like, in terms of defer, if they, I think, aver- you, I think if you would have as well. A little 20, bit more cool than what Kat's, you think. If Cat's averaging 28, 26, something like that, and I gotta walk in here and watch that from the get go, and then and then and you still getting up twenty or close 19, to it, 20, yeah, and you and you're fourth in the West, fifth in the West. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not playing this up and down basketball. The defense isn't weak. In terms of rotations, because we're watching Cat on the other side get I, burned. I will accept quite this often, argument though. Like if my shots went down on Anthony Edwards, and then they automatically transferred to Rudy Gobert. I probably he'll probably be tight because I don't think he's gonna think that that's gonna transition to points. But if for some reason Cat just start going off and becoming the number one option on that team, I think there's a different dynamic that goes along with that. Like I think there is a very like, because even now, Cat is a more efficient scorer than Ant. Like, yeah, he should question. be. He, he should he be. Is. Like, yeah, but say so you're a seven-footer. You better be. I mean, even with that, like, Cat shoots better. Like, from literally yeah, every spot on the floor, Cat's a better scorer yeah, than Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So, and even with that, Ant still takes four more shots a game than Cat. Now, yeah. who brings the ball up the floor? D-Lo or Ant. Yeah. Cat is a post-up dude. In order for him to get those shots, get those touches, he has to get to a spot on the floor. They got to run a set. The ball has to get to him. Rudy Gobert, granted, much more limited offensively. But same rules apply. In order for him to actually be a threat on the offensive end, a la DeAndre Jordan, a la any lob threat you want to name, you have to get the ball in certain positions. Who controls that action? D'Lo and Ant. If Ant is taking four more shots than Cat, unless y'all tell me y'all want Cat to start bringing the ball up the floor, I'm looking at Ant because, hey, dude, you want to be a superstar. You want it. If you want these touches, you want these shots. Cool. 
Go be a more efficient scorer, first of all. That's number one. That no, no, that's what has to happen before anything or happens. Or be a better playmaker and get cat the ball in certain positions and get Rudy lives at the rim. That's what superstars do. But that's the next level to superstar. My, my, my question is, is because Ant's not supposed to be the best player on this team. And this, is why, and this is why I and sit here fair. and I say, point at you, point at you, and point at you, and point at you. Not the, the, the 21-year-old who just got here who needs to be a better playmaker and be a more efficient scorer. Things that, you know... Generally, a lot of people don't see until they're 24 in this year, Facts. in this league. Facts. So instead of me pointing at them, I'm looking at the people who should have already established who they are as NBA players. And when I tell them to play better, it's not grow your game more. It's, you should have been already aware of this to some sort of level. So it's criticism of them. And, and We're they, not sitting here critiquing Anthony Edwards' potential because I'm not going to sit here and bet against him being able to be a playmaker or bet against him being a better or more I efficient agree. scorer because I believe well, before he even got drafted, I said he's the number one pick. Like, I'm going to sit here and say that he showcased everything that of, of a number one pick since then. He has time to grow. He has time to do all of this. X, Y, and Z. Everybody else we just mentioned has had that time already. It's so easy to make fun of Cat at times because, yes, he is corny at times. He does a lot of weird things. A lot. Stats. But like, my favorite I, video. <laughs> like, I feel like we literally need to, like, keep in mind, like, who Cat is. Like, Cat has walked into the league and has been essentially— 2010, easy. 2010, his entire career. Two-time All-NBA, three-time—like, he's produced his entire career. Now, has it been at the level that we would expect from other players? Has he produced at an Embiid level? No. Has he produced at a Giannis level? No. But I think the thing we always have to just kind of keep in mind, not everybody's those players. Yeah. Like, it's just reality. Like, you can't expect every number one pick to be Giannis. It's that's just fair. Like, I, and that's, so if you're, if, that's like, fair. But here's the, like I said, here's the problem I have with that. The problem I, I can live with someone saying, I, yeah, he, he, that, that's just, he's not that guy. He can produce because because you know because you know what that player sounds like sounds like Kevin Love. That's yeah. Kevin Love. I mean, Cat Cat been moving like he that dude telling me what to eat, and that's the problem. <laughs> I ain't hear Kevin Love talking like that <laughs> telling me what I, I didn't hear eat. Kevin Love talking but, but like that. Keep, I didn't hear now, Kevin Love all, saying but let's also remember, making the declarations but that Cat made. But you know what's funny? Like, and here's the funny part. Once again, I'm, I'm feel I know I feel like I'm sticking up for Cat, but on the same token, you are. But it's cool. I mean, somebody I, got I to yeah. But on the same token. Like, Kat's saying it. Granted, y'all don't want to hear it from him. But, like, if he doesn't say it, because should Anthony Edwards be eating Popeye nah, before bro. a game? Nah, he should be doing that. Okay. <laughs> so, if he doesn't say it, it doesn't look like he's a leader. But when he does say it, he's not a leader. Like, what is he supposed to do? You want you know what I want him to do? Okay. Like, I want him to showcase leadership on the court effectively before it's any of this little stuff. He so, was the all-star last year, not Anthony Edwards. I mean, I hear that. But then again, you weren't the reason they won that play-in game at all. That's we fair. Could swing, like, we could swing it the other he way. He played. Like, it's not like he wasn't there. It wasn't like he literally wasn't there. He was there. He produced. There's a dude. We, we literally You're the number one pick. Who's watched his family die, been sick, and everything, and still showed up to work. And done his job. You're, 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 That's a leader. You're an, you're an all-star in spite of that. So we could say this is your mob. But when I say somebody else won this playing game for you, oh, but you've been doing this in spite of that too. I, I, hey, you are on the court, bro. I'm not going to bring any of the off-the-court stuff in, in that aspect. But I can give him his credit in terms of, of, of being a part of that team, being a major piece of that team. But I also can say that I haven't seen leadership quality from him in, just in case you were – on paper, the best player last year in terms of stat-wise, because that's what the All-Star really pulls. 
But yeah. like it's no no hard, no, no culture there. And I'm not gonna say hard as in fight as in dog, but I mean camaraderie and community when I say hard. Um I don't definitely not questioning people's willingness to play the game or love for the game or anything like that. That's fair. I didn't know the Minnesota Timberwolves top was gonna do that to us. I I definitely thought it was gonna be the Luca one. But all right. Nah, Luke, nah, Luke we is all, getting overworked. We all love Luca. Luca's getting overworked, Luka. bro. We all love Luca. <laughs> He's sweating. Luca, Luca probably would have did that to me like two years ago when I was still trying to hate, but <laughs> I was hating out of love back then. But I, I said he was on GOAT trajectory three years ago. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you, you you were calling it pretty early. Like the only thing I good I said about Luca was that he should have been in the one pick before he got drafted. Like mm. Leek and I had that the argument, but that's neither neither here or there. All right, let's let's look at our MVPs, man. Lucas averaged thirty four nine it's and Luke eight. He's doing and Giannis his thing. right now. That's um, all I'm say about MVP. MB, MB, man, man. Y'all sleeping on Steph. If Golden State go on the winning streak, yeah, If Golden State go on the winning streak, I'm waiting for them to win a little bit more before I hop on the this Steph. They gets one game MVP. behind Dallas. <laughs> but the but the East. When we talk about win a little bit it's, more, it's Tatum right now. I was in the West. I don't think Steph has beaten out Luca. And in the East, it's Tatum and then Giannis. Steph is in pretty at four. Real pretty at four. No disrespect. It's a real pretty fourth seat. The prettiest non-metal seat I've ever seen <laughs> given. But we got three Fair people enough. who are going crazy. Nah, Tatum, and two people are producing wins. Tatum, Tatum's producing. Then it's Giannis. Then it's Luka. Then it's Steph. MB tried to peak up a little bit. He did. Then he got hurt again. Yeah, then he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, when he almost dropped 60 on them boys. That was crazy. Different. But yeah, but, Tate, I, I I give you your props on your Tatum pick man, right now. You yeah. you sitting pretty. Hey man. Yeah, like, I think Luca gonna man. fizzle out, man. I've been worried about it. I'm like, Luca might be a but I just don't think they're gonna win enough. Like it's just and if Boston. If he ends up with 35, 9, and 8, I could care less. They're gonna give it to him. Nah. Not not if Boston if wins. They make six, the playoffs? If yeah, Tatum averages 30 and, and Boston 60? wins 60, like yeah, if they win 59, he gotta get to Luca though. No, no yep. I don't think so, bro. No, you gotta make it 60. Dude, I know you it picked Luka. It got to be on 60. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's just, no. honestly, no. It's the same reason why I picked Russell Westbrook when he had a triple-double. Like, certain things are just... We just talked about... And if the Boston reason I said... 60 games with Tatum averaging we 30, say it's over. It's all how we view the award, right? Fair. Best player, best team, Jason Tatum, easily. Most valuable player, we just literally said Luka's usage rate is through the roof. It is. What is, what is, what is Dallas without him? Yeah. That's lottery. A, that's a fair like, lottery. That's a fair lottery. Point. That's a fair point. By that logic, Steph should have won it two years ago. I was like, arguing for Steph like two. We well, all no, no, were. No, no, no. Unless that was the year they didn't go to the playoffs. That was right? the year they lost in the play-in. They lost in the play. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I think you at least gotta. <laughs> you gotta be comfortably in the playoffs. You, you... Luca is not comfortably in the playoffs right now. He two games I mean, away I'm from the first seed. Everybody's two, two games away from the first seed. Nobody's comfortable in the West, which is why Steph is behind. If Steph was top three seed right now, like if for some reason he was four but, games in front of Luca, but Boston winning sixty games with Tatum averaging thirty doesn't push him. I did far say away. they push. I said fifty nine. They don't. Oh my! God. I said fifty nine. Don't. You can play it back. I said fifty nine. You are not winning that over Luca. Thirty five, eight, nine, oh or whatever it is. Nah, you gonna need to give me sixty wins, bro. I don't, nah, you're, you're I gotta have some one. kind of level of technicality for <laughs> hey, it because man. that's we somebody averaging thirty and getting sixty wins, and somebody else averaging thirty five, eight, nine, Tatum, and making like the seventh seed. It's, I, I, I understand. I understand. 
But get that award to Tatum, bro. Yeah, Tatum, get Tatum, that award. Unless Tatum. something happens, Tatum I'll got probably swing right my now. vote to him by the end of the year if it, if it bro. continues like this. Right now, I, I mean, can still argue for Luca because I can still say they're only two games back from the first seed. So as long as I could <laughs> say that, as long as I say within four to five of the first seed, I might be able to pull it off. But now, what Tatum has been doing with the Celtics has actually been. That's <sighs> oh, been crazy. I mean, especially after the pivot of having like the head coach being suspended yeah. slash fired or whatever we want to call it, indefinite suspension, having to pivot off that, um, having to start the year without your defensive uh, big anchor. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say your defensive anchor. Shout out to Marcus Smart. I mean, got to uh, respect that award. <laughs> no, for, for real though, defensive player of the year. I ain't going to slide it first guard since what, what, Peyton? Yeah. So yeah. got to give big ups to Jason Tatum in terms of that MVP race right now. I think it's 1A, 1B. I'm cool with giving it to Tatum. Just like, I'm cool with giving the Tatum the edge because I value winning. Like, yeah. no front. It's not like he's averaging 24 and doing all of this winning. It's a clean 30. Like, and it's, it looks nice. It's a good looking yeah, it's, it's, good looking 30, it's, it's, it's everything that I don't want out of a 30 ball. So, yeah, I, I'll sit there and I'll say, but if this keeps up, Jason Tatum probably will end up the favorite for MVP. Yeah. But I think right now, Luka is still the favorite for MVP because of the amount that he's doing. And there's not enough separation in, in the, the win-loss column in the West to determine... Yeah. Whether it's I don't know, it's not winning basketball, but it doesn't look like that bad on the record right now. Yeah, I I I, I can rock with that. Um, going back to B's point, Steph Curry is squarely scaring everyone. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, this this for sure. This looks like the. I, I'm it might say be the best season. It either. might be the best. That, but that's I'm why I said it early. Season. I'm just gonna say it looks like the best version of Steph. Of Steph. I was who who was that talking? I can like, respect that. He looked like he can was that the Utah anything coach? Did you hear he the, the Utah coach? Uh, what, last night? Yeah. Uh, what he said about him? Yeah. I'm trying I to exactly what he said. He, he, he basically said, he was like, um, he basically said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the best basketball player ever. And there's moments where I have to, like, snap myself out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, being like, a fan. Of like I'm just I'm just tuned into what yeah. he's doing. I have yeah. to remember I'm Will, here to Will coach. Hardy yeah. he I'm coaching stops against him. to watch Steph Curry. <laughs> stops to watch Steph Curry has a snap out of him and remember to coach. Y'all saw John Lucas on the bench the other night? <laughs> After that <laughs> like, crazy three from 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 Steph, man, when he went you know when you're on the opposing bench and you're not supposed to celebrate <laughs> it, it reminded he me laid out and everything was It like, reminded oh, me of the Larry Bird game where he was giving the Hawks like oh, the 59 or 60. And like you saw the Hawks players just on the bench, like, <gasps> like he just he just didn't miss yeah. it. It was just like you oh got to go from like, celebration we, to panic. Like, like what, what? Like what are we supposed to do about this? Excitement to confusion because nah, you just, know you're just in the wrong. We're, we're just here, bro. Nah, we're facts. Just, like, we're here to witness. And so I mean, he's right there. He's right there in the hunt. So like, if they they won last three to last four, yeah, yeah they, they, almost, they won like, seven out of their last yeah. ten. They're, so, they're on the up. I mean, people got to realize it was really the road for them that was. Killing yeah, them. Is, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't make up for it, but that's what was really getting them um, immediately starting the season. So, yeah, they're they're shaking back. It, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting with all with all these guys: Tatum, Steph, Luca, Luca for sure. Because um, yeah, it's just the amount of production I, he has to keep up. You know, what's funny. If I had to bet, if Luca would score less, I wouldn't do it. Nah. Like I, if he's having what 30, 34 34 yeah. I'm not hitting the under yeah yeah like oh his numbers are gonna drop nah I'm not no. I'm never gonna say that nope he'll he could 
I think average thirty six. <laughs> Why not? I see it. I see Why it not? 36, I don't quick. see what's stopping him from doing I, it. I could. I could easily see that. Easily see that. The only, only time you know I get concerned about Tatum's MVP race is when you know Jalen Brown has those big those big spurts, and everyone starts to look like, oh, this team is so elite. Um, so I think that's the only time I get concerned about my mm. opinion. Oh, what about Devin Booker? Phoenix is Phoenix is first in the West. I Phoenix don't is care. First in the West. I don't Booker's care. Book, I don't Book is care. I do care about that. I'm a big Devin Book Booker fan. You don't care about Phoenix being first in the five and six. Chris yeah. Paul's been hurt for a big part of the You're season. You're not MVP yep. in, vo- in conversations. Not even in the combo. No. Number one team. In the West? No. Yeah, we've been here last year. Yeah, <laughs> we've been here. We we've, we've been close to this several years before. No, it was, it was like, literally last year. We were having this conversation last year. They were, the, yeah, yeah, it was them last year. <laughs> to show some love to book, to show some love to book, I think he has been playing well. No, without, he's hooping. Without no, Chris no, Paul. he's hooping. And I think the assist and getting his uh, teammates involved. Sorry to cut you off. Is what I really yeah. love to see. And and because of that, because they're able to maintain one seat. You know, without Chris Paul, which was one of my concerns. Yeah, because I I definitely said at moments like. I'm curious if he reverts back to, and that, that's not totally, but reverts back to just being, I'm going to get my numbers guy yeah. and the winning basketball kind of fades. Like, no, he he understands winning basketball and he's always been kind of clutch. They, so it's they, not like. They have a system in place now that's very much, and they it, know how to win games. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's totally into it, bought into it and understands it. So I think because of that, he does deserve some love, but is the MVP race talk no. yet? If it, no, if we those just are the top four people that was averaging like thirty, like I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we gonna talk about backpack and we gonna talk about Shay. I was just about to say, but Shay's not. They're not gonna do any amount of winning. We're not gonna waste time. Talking no about amount my of boy. winning. We talking him about backpacking. My boy, MIP, sure, whatever. But my boy's a dog. Not super on the rise. Man, hey, y'all remember when I said um, he don't fit in our timeline? <laughs> he, st- he, fits, say that? he fits now. Make I, it fit. <laughs> make it fit. <laughs> make it enough. Make it work, y'all. Make it work, nah, man. At this point, you don't give him up. Make it work, dog. Yeah, we here. We here. I don't you care don't at this point. I do not care. I do not. Unless, what if y'all don't get that number one pick? And what if that? What if that is the move that whoever no, no, gets it? Let, let, let's Wimby for Shay. You about to ask me Wimby no, no, for Shay? Because no, I'm no, definitely I'm saying. Gonna, I'm going to give you a crazy. I'm going to give you a crazy scenario. Okay. Y'all don't get the one, but y'all get the two pick. Mm. So you got Scoot at two, mm. and you can get move Shay for Victor. Keep it Shay. Still keep it Shay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Shea. saying you I can like have Scoot this two pick and everything you want besides Shay Gilgis Alexander. Like, why do we keep having these hypotheticals with Victor? We just said just he is the greatest potential draft pick of all time. No Lawan, no LeBron, no but, me is Victor. No me. <laughs> said, but Scoot is that dude, too. <laughs> so is that, you, I'm, I'm you high can, on Scoot. You can I'm completely, re- like, to your point, You watch this boy play? Huh? You watch that boy play? You're talking about Shay or Scoot? You you have been on league pass? Shay yeah. is crazy. Shay is crazy. So what are we talking about? But I'm, I'm simply saying to the point of like the whole idea of the, the timeline. Yeah. Oh. Like you can literally just revamp the entire timeline. Uh, with Scoot and, and Wimby. Scoot, Wimby and Chet. I go with my first call <laughs> and I say anything but Shay. If I can get away I'm, with I'm that dis- trade, I won. I'm just saying. If you're OKC okay, an and can say anything but Shay. Oh no, we can completely restart right now. You can have three picks, Chet. 
I feel you. And and that number two pick that is Scoop. I feel you. You gotta have that and name one else thing that's not Shay. What else? Y'all want Lou Dort? Go ahead. Like what? <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect Poku. to any of these. Poku's been balling too. Giddy. Giddy. Shout out to my boy. But you gonna Giddy. have to you gonna have to give me a pick or two back though. You're not gonna I ain't gonna front. I, I, I was just making it like that. No, I, I think it. that's the I think I that's it. the most intriguing aspect. I get it. Yeah. I think you could just completely If they said no, we want Shay, then, then I, I yeah. would pull the triggers. Yeah. But that's my first offer is everything and my mama except Shay. Yeah. I think I think Sam Presti I think Sam Presti thought when when he first got Shay, when he first got Shay and they went to the playoffs with Chris Paul, he was like, oh, he He's a good player. We can build with him. Yeah, he's a good possibly player. build with him. I think this year, maybe a little bit last year, in the second half of last year, second half of last year, he was he was going crazy. Yeah. Um but coming in this year, he's like, oh no, this is our guy. Like, it's cemented. It's cemented. This is our guy. He's gonna help get us. I would give shade the keys. playoff conversations. Give bro. him like, the keys. Like I think that's where we're at at this point. So mad at it. And when I watch this kid play, man, I'm like, it, just, it makes absolutely no sense. Not facts. How good he is. Um, if you are watching the show on YouTube, you watching the show on YouTube. Hey, what's up? We love y'all. Drop, leave something in the comments. Uh, like the video. Subscribe if you're new. We love subscribers. We love adding people to the family. So go ahead and do that. If you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, you name it. What's up to y'all, man? Y'all like the show. Y'all download the episode. We like download. I don't even know what a Stitcher is, man. It's this okay. is getting out of hand. I don't know <laughs> to be honest with you. Shout out to all my Stitchers. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Yo, oh, I don't know man. what to call them. We, we appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back again next week. As always, eat, sleep, breathe the game. We love you. Be safe. We out.